I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger, the only advice podcast that has ever mattered. That's science. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us. I Today, I have one of my favorite people, uh, Michelle Bateau, who is a, is a shining ray of sunlight and one of the funniest people and has had some well-deserved success in the last couple of years that I feel like I always saw coming. Hopefully, she did too. How are you, Michelle? Oh, my goodness. What a lovely intro. That felt like... Um... It felt like my retirement party and you were just like, <laughs> everybody raise a glass. She did it. It only took a revolution and a race war within a pandemic for her to be recognized. <laughs> but we did it. And now we're going to change the Aunt Jemima bottle because now, 100 years later, we realize. I mean, how am I doing? Matthew, that is a loaded ass question, Matthew. You know that shit. It is levels to how I'm doing. Look, now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm serving my plus size Lisa Bonet because this is what happens to black girls in a pandemic, a quarantine. We can't get our hair done. You don't even want to see my feet. I mean, I showed my mom my feet the other day and she was like, what happened? I'm like, nothing happened. This is just who she is now. And then three days later, she sent me a foot soaker. And I understand self-care is not selfish, but I thought that was rude as fuck. But I also like soaking my feet. It's gross. But this is, you know, it's sort of just like, you don't want to touch every part of your body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, do you have the kind of mother who sees you as an extension of her? And so always, it's okay. always her. Are you yeah. serious? It's always her. Yes. So mm-hmm. she's like, do better because I would. Do you? Yeah. Uh, my mother. My mother has a. I would say. A, I would say a pretty healthy ego. Definitely like the life of the party, and you know, retired college professors. So, but but you know, humble in in all the in all the the Christian ways and all the best type of Christian, right, ways, you know, right. but like, uh, yeah, that's always there where if I were to fail this way or the other kind of just like, uh, not, not so much. Why would you do this to me? But it's, it was, it was occasionally implied, which of course I get it, but you yeah, know. I remember I got my nose pierced when I was 17 and she was like, how could you do this to us? And I was like, ah, <laughs> this is like some next level. Like if single white female was, smothered on TLC that would be my last story I think I you you not only did a perfect television pitch you rhymed it so that's (laughs) so it happens when I spend so much time alone well you but you have you have twins you have twin children I yes and we're not just talking about my titties I have twin babies they are 17 months, which is code for a year and a half. I don't know why people use months. It's not like they're paying taxes each month, but okay. <laughs> um, I prefer one and a half or almost two, but people like 17 months because they want to know what they're doing and not doing so they could judge you and make you feel more shame than ever before. Like that's not enough anyways, being a woman, which is a pre-existing condition. Oh, she's been watching a lot of CNN. It never stopped. Your children are absolutely gorgeous. Oh my goodness, thank you. When uh, you sent that picture uh, to me, and, and you know, my wife is seven months now. Seven. Yay, Mazel's the Mazel of the Week. Thank you. Uh, but I sent, I showed her that picture, and she was like, oh, the, the, the oh my God. <laughs> you know, the, the thing where I, if I was like, I have a knife in my chest, 
<laughs> I love it. I mean, I'm really glad. Yeah. I'm really glad they're so cute because there's so much work and it'd be really hard if they were ugly or like growing into their faces or something. It would just we're be afraid. We're, we're afraid. Uh, you know, <laughs> as, you, as, you, as you know, I mean, I don't know if you want to admit this or not, but white children are the ugliest. And there's, there's, there's I'm not going to admit that, even though the time would be now to admit that and get away with it. But I, I understand there's no, you know, there's need, no need for you to go negative. I'm just saying, I'm just stating what I think is obvious. I mean, not that they're, you know, so it's like, there's that fear. I mean, look, it doesn't matter. This kid could. No, I tell my white friends all the time, you know, Benjamin Button grew into Brad Pitt. So you are right. Right. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. How, how is, how is, how is your Dutch husband? He's amazing. He's sitting there on the couch. Um, he just made us banh mi sandwiches for lunch because he's the cook. And um, thank God he can cook because, you know, the fact that he can make a good cocktail and make delicious sandwiches makes me feel like I am not missing restaurants as much as I should be. Because yep. um, I still get to be, you know, a garbage can with a dollop of like, is this coriander? You know, foodie on top. Yeah. But um, seven months, man, you guys are in the home stretch. How does it feel to have something really great going on during the worst time in the world? Yeah. <laughs> well put, well put. Yeah. I will say we're uh, incredibly uh, lucky to be where we are, where we are not in danger anytime soon of losing our home right. uh, or, or anything like that. So I always... Not that you should measure yourself against anyone else, but it's like she and I in our respective fields worked pretty hard and 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 got a lot of lucky chances that a lot of people didn't get. And uh, you know, so we're in this position where it's I've 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 lived a lot of life, you know, I'm 45. And so to have this kid, I'm I'm like really excited about being the old dad, you know, at yeah. like soccer practice and stuff and i'm yeah the old dad with a good bag that's all you need you know that's what I mean? all I need. You yeah. money in the bank account to be like we are right you know mm-hmm. like you have enough i do my yoga i stretch i do my yeah. spin class you know I'm the bone will grow back whether it's yeah. you or theirs yes I, I take care i take care of her I, I i i you know make her the mocktails when i have a cocktail and i you know i cook and and i always like wake up and make her like nice coffee drinks and stuff in the morning because you got to have that good one if you're a pregnant woman. I yeah, know. even Dirty John knew that shit. <laughs> well put. Uh, <laughs> but it's 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 harrowing. I am horrified at what at what is what has led us to this place on on both the levels of crisis, the fact that people keep going out and hanging out with no masks on and kind of trying to wish the problems away. But yeah. that's us whites. That's what we do. We we just go, man, will this just pass me by? All right, I get it. You're oppressed. Like you can say that for the pandemic and for, you know, uh, uh, the current, I'll say revolution that's finally taking hold. Where, yeah. where and it, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I won't even say I don't like, I hate what, what happened to make it uh, come to f- a modern fruition. Oh, man, like a perfect storm, truly. Yep. Because yep. I never even realized people have a different definition of science. It's like, do you know what a virus <laughs> is? Like, this is real, you know, and um, I never knew that people were also, some people were also so wildly confident that they could not catch something. I, you, you always are until you're, until you're not, you know, yes. I, I always, you know, it's like, like Mike Tyson's quote, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. I think that's everyone 
you know, I always think about how, you know, I, I grew up and, you know, you'd, you'd get beat up or jumped or whatever that happened sometimes here and there. And I don't wish violence on anyone, but to me, violence is not an abstract concept. Yeah. You know, I knew people that were sick. I knew people that died. It's not, none of this is abstract. And to anyone living with any melanin, you know, in them in America, it's not abstract to them at all. You know, not even a little bit, but you know, there's, you know, you have the, the overly confident Karens who are just like, this is, this is a China thing. And then, you know, you have the people in the hood who are just like, man, the government made this shit up to kill us, but we still got to go out and work. And what am I going to do? And isn't it funny? A virus always pops up during election year. So it is really beyond fascinating. (laughs) It's exhausting to hear and know um, the levels of, um, God, what do I want to say? It's everyone has their own takeaway and it's, and I think this is also the beautiful thing and the worst thing about America is that we got so many goddamn takeaways. Can't we get on the same page? There's, yeah. I, I know smaller countries can work it out better because everyone's just like, oh, right, right, right. This is a small class in the trailer in the back of the school. We're going to do what everyone says. You know what I mean? And we're yeah. just out here like, Mr. Clock, Mr. Clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's insane. And, you know, I've never had so many friends, not even like with Bush and Katrina, talk about leaving America if this um, 45 person is reelected. Like people are, yeah. it, there's going to be a mass exodus. And absolutely. What's and gonna happen? Is it just going to be Lord of the Flies? Like what is going to happen? I, I mean, don't if know. If he gets elected again, you know, I, I hate to be like a doomsday sayer, but I'm just like, it, I, we got to do everything we can and like make sure that does not happen. Cause it's just going to be bad. And to, to your point of people saying that, I definitely agree. And I will, I will admit something that I, was always kind of mad at the love it or leave it people. Yeah. We're just like, I, you know, if, if it, if, if, if that's all it takes for you to leave, then, you know, okay, fine. You know, we got to work this out, but it's like, it's so easy for me to say that. And somebody called me out on that a woman, uh, this years ago. And I was like, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, the, the, these, these policies, you know, will, will, will affect people I love, people I care about, but outside of, of, of my beliefs for, you know, and, and, and things I, I, I have deep investment in, uh, for the rights of other people, you know, it's, it's so, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, it's I know like, exactly what you're saying. So it's like, it, you always, yeah, find, one I mean, of the foundations of this country is like, stake your claim. You know what I mean? Right. Like, this is about you and only you and don't think outside your box, not even your five mile radius, because it's your job. It's your education. It's your house. It's your right. It's yours. It's yours, it's yours, it's yours my, 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 my mind. And people yeah. never think about what it's starting to, but really never think about what it feels like for somebody else that doesn't even look like them from a different background and like what that could even be. And so coming from an interracial family, it's like I have always been forced to think about people that don't look like me because that's my whole family. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's a no brainer, but people are just out here like, oh girl, it is the wild west and I am too cute for the hunger games. Okay. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I mean, I, I remember saying to my mom as a kid, uh, you know, when, when we had this kind of resurgence of open racism, 
racism was always around, but it just, just skinheads at like punk rock shows I would go to and stuff, you know, in Portland is an incredibly white place. Oregon was originally designated as a white state. Mm -hmm. So, you know, though Portland was the kind of place that was looked at for where the misfits would go, which is why, in a sense, why I grew up with a lot of, um, interracial people. <laughs> it's the Australia, you know, <laughs> the United yeah, States. Yeah. And, 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 but I know I said to my mom, I was like, when, when does this end? Like, I, I don't understand how Nazis can come back. And my mom was like, honey, it's never going to end. Never. Shit. She's like, all we can do is just fight against it. And I remember being so depressed because you know, we all want something to, you want to get the job done. Yeah. When is it over? And it's not over. So it's, it's, yeah. it's about fighting, but keeping ourselves sane, I think, you know, that's the thing. I mean, if you know, that's why I'm always like, I don't necessarily want to live in a bubble, but I want to feel safe and I want to be around people who know the difference between right and wrong. I don't mind having a healthy debate or discussion over, you know, um, difference of opinion or whatever the fuck but you know i if i'm gonna have a debate i really want to at least talk with someone who is open-minded you know sort of like um like a quote uh um clint eastwood in like every movie where he's just like I'm an old dude that hates this shit. Oh man, you melts my cocoa heart. Like that's what I'm down with. You know, yeah, I don't mean yeah. to fix people, but at least be open. Like these, this is a, mm -hmm. this is a cult where I'm just like, this is so old. Like leave it with the Spike Lee movies in 1992. Right. Yeah. It's so old. Yeah. Like, dude, I, I'm sorry. Like, you don't come at me with all lives matter when, and that's not the point. And I'm sorry, you can go well, to the, the, you the, go to the Kendrick Lamar concert, but you can't go to a black lives matter protest. Right. Right. And, and, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I just like anyone who says all lives matter doesn't believe that. Yes. They believe certain lives don't matter. That's just a fact. You know, you're reacting by going, Hey, how dare you call me racist? It's like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, don't kill me. You know, yeah. like my yeah. life. So. Yeah, hitting a nerve for sure. And that's another thing too with the COVID. It's just like so many black and brown and Spanish and everything in between folks in the hood are just going out to work anyways because they're like, the police are going to kill us. Oh. The will kill us. So like, okay, give me the COVID. At least I'll get a nice hospital bed for like three weeks. Jesus it's just, it's, yeah. it's next level, but you know, yeah. Alcohol helps. It helps. And I mean, you, you seem to be thriving and that makes me happy to see not, you know, not just because you're a friend, because you know, you're a woman of color and you're an immense talent and you're just a very sweet person. Like you've always been very kind to me and people who I know and things, but you don't, you don't bullshit. You know, you, you called your album, shut up. Which <laughs> that's you know? true that's true i'm nice but why can't we just tell each other like it is yeah exactly i mean it's uh you know i had i had josh gondelman on here and we were talking about how you know like like i imagine because because you've had a modicum of success you get people that ask you oh how what what would be your advice on this on that the other well, can i pick your brain it's like you have your own brain you can figure it out yeah. And, and there's no roadmap. There's no, uh, how do I become a bodybuilder? Well, first you got to start with a perfect frame and then, you know, there's no yeah. thing like that. And Get your whey protein shakes. And we, we talked about, we, we just met, I, I just said to him how like, 
though, you know, Josh is so nice. It's ridiculous that I call him an asshole just to mess with him. <laughs> you know? But he, uh, I'm, I was like, you must get times where you're just like, this is trash. Like, what do I say to this person, this piece of writing I read, you know? And I was thinking about how Hemingway said, you have to be merciless when you're criticizing, when you're editing with yourself and with others, where you're like, this doesn't go here. I think this is not, this is beneath you in terms of your talent, you know, things like that. Ooh, ooh. And he said, but he said, I think you can be kind when you're merciless. And I think, I think you would be like that too where you'd be okay, you know, like very loving, but just like, well, <laughs> you know, I mean, that has definitely come with age. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, I wrote a book last year that'll be out this year and there's a chapter in it called a light load where I really kind of just speak about my experiences as a light skinned black person, not only in America, but around the world where, okay, if you have this face that people can't place and they're just going to like kind of throw this weird nuanced racism at you that is still, and sometimes it's obvious, which I prefer. Cause I'm like, I will go to this side of the train, you know? And sometimes it's not. And sometimes it's about being a woman that uh, men don't find fuckable. And all of a sudden, you know, you're a target. And it's just really, um, wet and wild and I kind of like uh, go through this conversation because I was on the set of a movie playing an executive and my hair was curly and it was nice the hairdresser did a great job and this white dude this producer was like she's an executive but her hair is curly we should do something and then I was like oh can I talk to you in the other room for a minute kind of like those sitcoms from the 80s and I'm like can I talk to you in the kitchen for a minute just yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm so glad that I was mature enough in my 40s, I know I age well, <laughs> to say, look, this is a sensitive subject. What you were saying, what you were ultimately saying is that my hair is not good enough to be educated or hold a position of power. And that just is not so. Black hair comes in all textures and um, you could have dreadlocks and be a professor, yep. you could have an Afro and be the president. And so I really had to walk him through and then like his white guilt kind of came out and then this other lady was just like, no, it's beautiful, go. And then they, and then I sort of do like a side-by-side -side of what old Michelle, older Michelle says and what uh, younger Michelle would have said. Because if I was 22 and not 42, I just would have been like the cash me outside girl. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. and I'm so glad that that also comes with age and people don't tell you, everyone's just like, you know, you got to lose weight. You got to get Botox. It's just like, no, you also can speak on your feelings in a way that's just not going to, you know, um, fuck everybody up. Yeah. I love, I, I mean, you, you put that perfectly and I love congrats on the book. Uh, but I mean, speaking as for myself, I would carry a lot of rage and resentment and, and, and grudges around. And I think, you know, we all have those. And if you're already on that movie and you're set and you're like, yeah, I see this character that I've, that I've made, who is me. If I, you know, all of us, when we book a role, it's like, it's us, but this person, yes. you know, like we look like this person. That's why they cast us. So yeah. we, we just taken a different road. If I play like something awful or whatever, yeah, or something very successful like you, like you did in that, in that, in that project. And for someone to kind of go say that they're they're opening all kinds of wounds and they don't realize it, but it's kind of like it it takes a toll to even to defend yourself. It does, it, and what they're doing too is perpetuating the stereotype of what should be and what is good and what is bad, and yeah. that is just not. 
so. And so that's the thing too. That's like calling someone out, but you have to do it delicately because that's the whole all lives matter where they're just like, I'm, but I'm the least I have black for, you don't under, I slept with the black, you don't, one of my best friends. And it's like, okay. And now, and now it's about you, Karen. Now it's about you. Yeah. So it's really, but you know, like I said, it is wet and wild, but they did end up sending me a massage certificate to a really nice place. And it was a very four star situation where I would, I would never treat myself like that. And I was the whole time I was like, the racism is very relaxing. This is, this, I'm so glad he said something because this feels good. That's fantastic. That will, on, on that note, let's, let's take the first call. You want to try? Yes. We'll do like three. I don't, as always, I don't know what's going to play. You don't know what's going to play. We'll just see. So, Renee, roll the first one. Hi, Matt. My name is Marcus. The question for me is, I've gotten uh, a few pounds on me. I'm a man of larger carriage. My doctor says I should lose some weight. Personally, I don't want to. But I also don't have the willpower to do it even if I did want to. So should I just give up and just go completely fat, like 400 pound fat? <laughs> My husband's looking at me like, is that real? And look, I understand the need to let it go. I've never been this big, but after five years of IVF and four miscarriages, I'm saying, you know what? The um, clothing industry has definitely said you are worthy of wearing these leather pants. I'll make them in your size. So I understand the need to just like, be like, oh, fuck it. Why do I have to keep up with the Joneses? But also, dude, you want to find your dick when you go pee. You don't want like a dick string. 400 pounds is crazy, honey. Like there's so much flavor and vegetables. Come on. This is the time is now. Yeah, you're, he's looking at it, Marcus. You're looking at it exactly the wrong way, dude. I mean, you can if you can be a little bigger, that's fine. It doesn't really yes. matter, you know what exactly you look like. I, my my thing is, what are your levels? If your doctor was like, "Whoa, yeah. your cholesterol's off the charts," you know, I just went and and my, I have a pregnant wife. We've had ice cream every night, and like now, I went to with my doctor, and she's like. Your cholesterol is fine, but it's it's higher than it was. You should watch that. I'm like, all right. So like, not every night, because I don't want to have a heart attack. You know, when right? And you're not feeding two people. <laughs> no. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we don't want you to have a heart attack either. Like levels no. are so important. You don't want to yeah. be diabetic and lose your feet. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay if you're kind of big, dude. But the whole I remember Tom Segura had that bit about just if he just got fat and rode around on like a rascal and just drank milkshakes all day. So yeah, that's, it's like a funny image, but you're in hell when you're that big, your joints are hurting all the time. You have pains you can't imagine. You wake up in the middle of the night with a heart flutter because your body keeps restarting like a bad end, like bigger, but I mean, it's, it's just your levels. And what I always tell people is just, you know, half an hour exercise, a couple times a week does wonders. Like just, even if it's just walking, things like that. It's really overwhelming too, if you don't exercise and it becomes like this thing, you don't have to go to a gym. There are, um, well now there's like social distance walking, right? Where someone's in front of you and back of you, you don't have to do it by yourself. You can listen to a podcast like this one and walk, you know, just make a rule. Like when I listen to the podcast, 
or podcasts, I walk and that will help immensely. And it's just like, just get some hot sauce or something and put it on some, something healthy. You know, people think that healthy food has no flavor and it do. Yeah. I mean, just take a pile of fresh vegetables, salt, a little bit of olive oil, roast it in the oven. It's the best thing you ever ate. Yes. Also, you know what is very helpful for me, at least when I was trying to get into shape, Um, I would buy new workout clothes. I just went to Target or Walmart because they have great, they have a great selection in all types of sizes. And it motivated me to go out and, um, you know, just not that I was, they were ashamed, but I'm just like, oh, these clothes are so, you know, old and it really shows my problem areas. But when I had something new, I was like, okay, I'm ripe and ready. Let's go. So maybe Marcus, you could buy a new outfit. Mm-hmm. and go outside for a walk and it's really about you know i always say that the, the the shit that nerds always say about like yoda was like do there is no try fuck yoda there's try you can try a lot of things try stuff like and see what oh, works no. for you i hope you don't canceled i still there, there's a there's another uh white dude comic in the news right now so i'm not really worried <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. I felt it. I saw it. I mean, crazy. It's why yeah. it's crazy how you would think that malfeasance and things like that that would get you canceled or something you say that's crazy would would be swept under the the rug because we're in the midst of a pandemic and a societal revolution on mm-hmm. the, you know on the subject of 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 America's sensitivist subject, which is race. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, people will focus more on other shit to distract themselves to be like, oh, wait, someone did something fucked up. Good. Let me see this. Where's yeah. where's my Us Weekly? On my I phone? Really do feel like, I really do feel like Trump is the straw that broke the camel toe because <laughs> <laughs> even though we can't get him, we're just like, well, this isn't right for everyone. So one day we'll get it. You know, it's just like yeah. bananas. Anyways. Yeah, well. He 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 represents the uh, kind of the last push, not only of just flagrant white privilege, but also of being a shitbird. Like he's a notorious shitbird. Like he's a he's a guy who has always been shitty to women, has yes. always looked at them as objects. He looks at everything as objects, even if it's not an object. And that could be because yes. he's stupid, but I think it's also because he's a clinical narcissist. And people throw that term around a lot. And I remember saying to my therapist, being an only child, and a stand-up comedian, and an actor, that I was just like, oh God, I'm the only child too. I get no. it. So you probably had those moments where you're like, am I a narcissist? And my therapist is, you know, went to school a long time. He works with couples. He works with uh, youth at risk. He works with everyone at every level. And he's just like, he laughed it off. He was like, no, no, no. If you're in the room with a clinical narcissist, there's nothing behind their eyes. And it's horrifying. There's no, there's no soul in there. There's no person. He's like, you want to run and you have nightmares. And I was like, well, shit. And so (laughs) it's just like, oh man, I look, this just reminds me of dating in my twenties, but, um, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's right. That's so funny. I never thought that I would, I was a narcissist, but I definitely, I took the other route Mm. where I was a people pleaser. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do go along to get along. Just like, let's just, let's just work it out. Let's just work it out, guys. Let's not. Yeah, I don't have an older brother that's going to like defend me. So I'll be like, okay, I'll sit over there. No problem. Uh, uh, This way. Uh, Okay. Uh A little too close. Uh, Okay. 
You know what I, I laugh? I'll just share this real quick before the call, but I always laugh about this time in sixth grade where I was sitting on a park bench by myself on the playground and about like a pack of, of girls, like 10 girls came over and were like, you're on our park bench. And I was like, can I sit on it with you? And they're like, no. And I was just like, and I, <laughs> like they made, they made me move. And it was that thing of, you know, I, I remember thinking if it was like one guy or two guys, we might have gotten into an argument, but I was just like, I, I am utterly powerless. <laughs> oh my God. I That's mean, not commentary on every any level. I just think it's hilarious. And someone should oh, right. move. Oh, Otis is crying. Do you hear my baby crying? No, I can't. Okay, good. I mean, okay. either can I. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, I don't know. Now I'm kind of I'm trying to listen to as many babies cry as I can to get ready because it's gonna be years. After I will say this, August. and nobody ever told us this, the cry, the crying affects the mom in a way, and I'm not even trying to throw, like, generalizations out, but it's like a scientific fucking fact. The cry yeah. of a baby will affect a mom in a way where you fold like a beach chair, you're like, <laughs> and yeah. dad will be like, or anybody else will be like, oh, they're fine, they just need a pacifier, or like a diaper change, is baby hungry, and the mom is just like, you know, really? So, yeah. So I'm just that, that part, that part. Okay. I think, I think it's going to rip me in half. I'm, I'm just a <laughs> sensitive guy. You know, I, I, I'm very sentimental and, and sometimes I get too, lo- too tied up and all that, but just to have it. And, and we're having a girl too. So it's like, I mean, we, we oh, thought it was going to be, you're going to be ruined in the best way possible. That's absolutely 100% true. I, I was in the kitchen on the phone when, you know, Kara called me. It was like, I, it's the doctor. We got the tests back, you know, and the doctor's like, everything's great. Uh, very healthy. Do you want to know the sex? And we're like, yeah. And I was like, I was like, just tell me it's a boy. I know it's a boy. And she's like, it's a girl. And I was like, Ugh! like just rivers, just immediate so ugly sweet. cry. This is so sweet. And I, again, I am no Dr. Oz. I'm no Dr. Phil or whatever the fuck. But because I have a boy and a girl, and um, I'm not saying every boy's like this and every girl, but all the parents I run into and doctors and nannies, the girls really do. And when I say mature faster, they're just like, they're like, give it to me. I want to walk now. I want to know, but what's that? What do you do? And they're just so, mm-hmm. and, oh, can we show baby boy? <laughs> baby boy, come say hi. And baby boys are really like, hold me. I don't understand. Hi, say hi. Say hi, Who's that? Hello, say hi, Joe. I gave a little side wave. Hey, hi, buddy. Look at him. Sweetie. Oh, my God. Look at that smile. Oh, yes. Bye, Otis. God. Oh, my God. These made my day. What a cute kid. So great. So great. I'm so excited for you. Me too. Okay, let's let's get do call number two. Okay. Hey, Matt Bronger. I am a huge fan. I love your stuff. Um, I actually listened to advice from a dipshit for religiously. I loved it, and I was so sad that you canceled it. 
Um, but I'm so glad to hear that you're starting this back up, and it sounds like this is definitely going to be a good fit. Um, I always thought your advice was great, which is obviously why I'm calling in. Um, you actually helped me once on advice from a dipshit. I called in about having political differences with my husband and how to work through that, and you had some really good sound advice. I can't remember who your guest speaker was uh, who helped me as well, but I appreciated that. Well, I... Um, I'm going through a divorce with my husband. I should say I'm almost through a divorce with my husband. There were some other issues other than our political differences, um, just, you know, some things I kind of realized through therapy, some emotional abuse and things like that um, that have been going on. So I'm getting out of there, which is great, and I'm moving on. I'm still going to therapy, getting a lot of help, which is great. Um, that being said, what I am curious for, what I want your advice about is, I um, am definitely so hard up. Oh, my God, it's been so long without saying TMI, and I'm sorry. But I am curious, like, do I need to wait for this whole thing to be finalized? I am, like, days or possibly weeks away from having a final judge's seal of approval um, where I am officially divorced on paper as far as everything else goes. Like, we live in separate houses. In fact, I just bought my own house, and I'm moving in this week, and, and he lives in his own house, and we're completely separate. Everything is separate. Everything's, you know, been filed. But I have an opportunity this weekend where I might be able to potentially hook up with someone and be intimate for my first time since being married, and it's been several months now since February since I've been, you know, with my husband. I haven't been with anyone, and I'm just curious should I wait for that to happen, like wait for the divorce to go through or just proceed because we're, we're, you know, everything's so close to being done and we are separated. It is moving in that direction. I'm just kind of curious about this. I want to be able to, like, proceed with being intimate with people while not being in relationships, and I've got to figure out how to navigate that. So anyways, I just I appreciate your advice. You always have really sound help, and I love all the content that you put out there. You are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing, and congrats on the new baby. Oh, and also please let us know where Amanda's at these days, too. I'd love to hear kind of what she's doing and be able to support her by following her on different things. Okay, thanks so much. Bye. Thank you, Han. Thank you for the kind words. Amanda's doing great. Uh, we haven't talked in a little bit. Uh, as a reminder, I need to check on her, but she's producing a bunch of other podcasts, so she's thriving. She'll be on the show at some point. And with that said, Michelle, take it away. Oh, man, girl. First of all, you are so sweet and good for you for taking care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, all those things, because it is so easy to put the weight of the world on our backs and say, well, this is how life is. This is how it's supposed to be because marriage is work. But then you're like, how much work is it supposed to be? And I'm a big fan of pro and con lists um, for now, five, 10 and 15 years from now. And so I'm glad that you did whatever you had to do. I'm gonna go ahead and just make a real quick assumption. I think you overthink, honey. You are over thinking a lot you emotionally have already moved on what like what's the difference if you just open your legs and get some joy spark that joy honey Marie Kondo your pussy right now you need to you need it you need it and you know being casual with 
with someone I'm sure is very hard for you. And that is a good thing because you seem like such a nice person, but yeah, man, if you've already been talking to somebody and to even just like go through the divorce and the paperwork in this, like it's already been over for a while, you know, just because it's on paper, doesn't mean that it's so, I mean, slavery is illegal, but is it, you know what I mean? Like, you can move on. I'm so sorry that I had to bring it back to a race thing, but no, I mean, listen, I'm only laughing because it's funny. You can bring it anywhere you want, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is something, too, I wouldn't talk to all your girlfriends about, you know, because you don't need to hear everybody's opinion. No. You know what you want to do. Oh, my God. Thank you, Michelle, because that's exactly what this show is for. A, entertainment. B, anonymous fucking advice. You know, uh, we have no judgment because we don't know who it is. I think... When you have a friend, you know, you're going to have a level of judgment because you know them very well. And you have your own prejudices, assumptions, and you have your own uh, things in them you're rooting for or rooting against. You might, I mean, I could see her talking to a friend or two, I'm sure she has some who are in deeply unhappy relationships. And they'd be like, don't do that. It's wrong. You owe it to yourself to be clean of everything before. It's like, fuck that. You're you're separated. It's just a piece of paper to to your slavery analogy. Go vicious (laughs) and hilarious was, you know, it's, it's, we, we know everyone, you know, it's right. She knows it's okay to do that. Be safe. Obviously make sure this person has been tested for everything, including Corona, as well as yourself. We, We live in the time of, of bubbles. My wife and I have had, you know, distanced meetups with people in our backyard. They're eight feet away. We're wearing masks, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, with a, a sexual situation, I don't know what I would do if I was, you know, still, you know, young and on the make. I don't know what I would do kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, people, I know people that are still getting it in. Obviously, they're being careful. I think we should always be careful but you know if we've all truly been in this quarantine then i don't know use your better judgment and it seems like you're doing it um yeah girl i'm excited for you i am too i i really hope she has fun there's there's just there's just something really amazing about like hooking up with someone you 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 know but not that well but you trust them and they trust you and you're kind of looking at it as your own your own little happy time kind of thing is her name amanda amanda was my was my producer oh sorry what's this lady's name i don't remember if she said it or not okay i just okay whatever your name is um lady you are so adorable i just need you to know and listen to me and hear me and really believe me you are a good person You are a good person. You've done everything you can for that relationship. Now it's time to think about yourself and you're not being selfish and you're not being dumb and you know, you're never going to like get it right and you're never going to get it wrong. And that's okay. That's what this is. You're a good person. You're not disappointing anybody. And it's so cute that she said, she's like, but I'm so hard up. It's like, he's horny. (laughs) <laughs> girl yes you know whether he's got to fuck the happiness in you or the the sadness out of you just get it done yeah absolutely absolutely i oh this is i don't know if i should share this but i just you know you like you like gross stuff too sometimes but um if it's funny but i had a i had a friend who was a girl who told me that she hooked up with this guy once and 
um, she was uh, touching him with her hand, and he he did he you know he finished, and he just he as he orgasm he went oh, I was so hard up, so I can't I can't hear I was so hard up without of thinking yes. of that story because we all have these we all have these stories where you go did that person actually say that in that moment. To that person, you know, and when you once you're like older, when you're like my age, it all just becomes funny. Because it just, That's it true. The stupid days. I'm so glad that I had the stupid days. You had your stupid days, you know, of our youth where you're yeah. just figuring it out and you're getting it wrong. And this 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 wonderful gal whose name I'm forgetting, unfortunately, I'm sorry, caller, but you're not stupid and you're doing it right. You're not. Yeah. No. Plus, that is a hilarious story. That'd be like a whole three episode arc on Sex in the City. It would be. If somebody said that. that. Say, what did he say? They'd all be going, ah, <laughs> oh, no. Ah, oh, t shirts, trending hashtags. Yeah. Samantha would be like, I say that all the time. You know, whatever the, guy, the gross thing the guy said, she'd be like, exactly. She'd come up with like a seltzer. <laughs> 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 okay yeah we're doing we're doing good for time we got time for one more so uh you ready yes okay all right roll it renee hey ding donger and guest this is ethan from southern california question for you so two of my best friends recently started dating he's we us three were kind of like a trio of best friends and you know, it's been an interesting transition, and I was curious if you have any advice from, you know, if there's a change from being friends with two people that are also friends to being, like, best friends, people who are dating. If there's any change at all, for that matter, it's, this is just something that I have had bad experiences with in the past, or I've ended up losing both friends, wherein it hasn't ended well. So I mean, my goal is just to remain supportive and just, you know, treat them the exact same as they were before. Ooh. If you have any advice, I'd really appreciate it. And I hope you and your guests and the rest of the world have a wonderful day. Bye. Thanks, Ethan. Uh, good sign off. Um, yeah, that's that's tricky. What are What are your thoughts, Michelle? Oh, my God. Did he just lay out the last three seasons of Friends? <laughs> <laughs> the reason it's a it's a hit. This is really tricky for him because you know it's one of those situations where you can't say that you're against it because then you look like a hater. So then you are the automatic couples therapist, and oh. because you know them the best, they know you the best. And I don't know how he could possibly get out of that that he, he is going to be the couple's therapist. Yeah, that's really tough. That's really tough. Uh, I think it's, God, it's, I feel like going back to what we were talking about before when I mentioned our, our younger stupid days, it's like we had those times where you're just like, where you didn't go, like if I, if I was single now, I would consider every hookup just over the top. Like, is this, like what will you know, something I never thought about in my 20s, what will tomorrow be like, you know? Yes. Um, and, you know, one thing I, I, I've done is definitely go, oh, this person's a friend and they seem to like me, so go for it and not really think about their feelings or mine, you know? And, and it's, I hope his friends are, are thinking that way. 
they shouldn't have to consider his feelings, but I just think he's in for a tough road. I think what, yeah, no, this, it won't be the same, especially if they hang out and do stuff because then you're the third wheel. You're not the trio. That's yeah. how that goes. So maybe you just bring in another friend to the fold. So you have, like, you have a plan B and somebody that you could sit with. I mean, although yeah. we're going out to restaurants, but that is tough, man. That is tough. That's not a great position. I hope that um, they are just really curious about each other physically and then they get it out like rabbits and then they go back to being friends. Yeah, that's a possibility. I think it's if to kind of keep himself sane, it's just, I don't know, dude, just don't try not to fucking think about it really. And also reach out to, you know, one thing I've been taking the opportunity to do during this pandemic is partially through the show, but also just on my own time to reach out to people who I care about that I haven't talked to in a while or people that I'm not that tight with, but I really love who they are. Right. Kind of do like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to have a drink on zoom or uh, do you want to have a distance coffee walk kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good idea. I mean, you know, other friendships form other bonds. So you're not like, Hey, what do you guys do? You guys, Oh, you guys are going to fuck. Okay. (laughs) You know, like you don't want to do yeah, that. Maybe no this is a good opportunity for him to get his own business. Yes. To branch what out. And it, yeah. and I, I feel like he's placing and it's hard when you're when you've got these really, really tight friends and, and then two of them start being together and you're like, hey, but what about all the good times? One of the biggest lessons I've learned in my life, especially from relationships breaking up, is you know, I was quote, quote this line from a Jonathan Richmond song. Um, do you long for her? Or for the way you were because the past is the past and anytime I've gone through a breakup and I've been like oh I want to be with that person again no I don't I want to have those old times back and you'll right. never have those old time back times back you'll never be that person you were right. so I guess this, this is the one of those situations you know like the same word in, in Chinese for crisis and opportunity this could be your time to yeah. kind of just go supposedly that's the same word in, in Mandarin I don't know but it, uh, it's well, say for sharing. Hey, sure. But it's, it's that thing where it's like, this is your chance to pr- protect yourself and your heart and try yeah. something else. Just like yeah. they are. They're trying something else. They're making a bold move. They are. They are. It, they are. It's so hard not to get involved. But I think that is some great advice to sort of make new business for your own because Ugh, you know, just yeah. careful on how much sounding board uh, you really kind of uh, will be available for. Yeah. Oh my God. Protect yourself. Don't be that. Don't be that person that has to. That they try to turn into a double agent. That one, yeah. like, you know, who's being an asshole, and then the other one pulls you aside hours later and is like, "I know you're on my side, so listen." You know, oh man, yeah, that's just brutal. Worse, and he's the only child. No, no, no. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah. If you want to be, if you want to be uh, really unsubtle, play the song, uh, the, uh, respect, I think it's called the respect, the thin line by Jurassic five. Who is that? And who's that gal who's saying I'm like a bird Remember that song? What's oh, Nelly. Yes. So they did a collaboration where, uh, there it's, it's, it's a song where it's a couple or it's their best friends. And they're like, boy, it'd probably be nice if we had sex, but we have to respect the thin line. Wow, go Nelly. Throw throw that on. Just throw that on when you're hanging. Have you guys heard this? This came out in like the (laughs) late 90s. It's it's kind of a jam. 
Yeah. I love that. Not so subtle hints for Christmas. <laughs> why? Why be subtle? We're living in a plague, you know. That's true. That's oh, true. It's like, I'm sorry, you can't hear me through my mask. Okay, one second. <laughs> hard, it's hard times, man. Have you? Sometimes. Have you? What you? You? You and your husband and the kids uh, leave leave the house occasionally for a walk or. We do. We definitely walk. You know, we live in a very small kind of neighborhood in okay. the Bronx, Gulf City Island. So oh, it's yeah, like yeah. a tiny, tiny island with like a little over 4,000 people. And so, you know, the fact that everyone's home, obviously it's more crowded, but yeah. Yeah. And we go for drives in the car and stuff like that, but we really haven't been anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, as long as you're kind of getting out and getting some air, have you guys, have you done the, the dumb thing where you go get coffee, but you kiss through the mask? I like doing that with my wife. That's, it's, no, that, it's no, not we, real. It's not real kissing, but it's just like. You know what? Husband and I did kiss through the mask at a Black Lives Matter, a peaceful, prayerful protest that we brought the babies to. That's sweet. Yeah. That's so, sweet. Have we done that? No. But for the most part, like there's every, someone's like across the street. So the mask will be under the chin. So we can talk and obviously we're like safe with it if someone comes close. Yeah. I mean, I know you and I know you're, I know you're being safe and that's, then that makes me happy, you know, but it's, I, I feel like it's, you're like me that you can't, you can't stop being silly in your life, especially oh with your pride. We need the silliness. Yeah. That's the only way to get through the day. Truly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not even like, I gotta get through this week. It's like, I gotta get through this day. Yeah. That's yeah. absolutely true. And so babies are the best distraction ever. I can't wait. I mean, I'm, I, I have this backdrop, Vaughn, but like I'm in her nursery that used to be my office. And like, oh, I love that. I got a little table next to me and stuff. I'm terrified, but all, only in the best way. Yeah, yeah. you should be because there really is no, I'm sure there are a lot of handbooks, but you know. Everybody tells me something not different, but new. I've never had someone contradict someone else. Yeah. You know, because I feel like most people I hang out with, they're, they're maniacs, but they're very down to earth. And they're very right. real, very funny. Right. And funny people have a hard time lying a lot, I find. Yeah. Really funny people. I mean, unless if they're pedophiles. <laughs> All back. <laughs> Well, I mean, then you have to be like, no, what? I'm only 26. I'm only <laughs> older than you. Yeah, I know. Five or whatever. I don't. Uh, I never. Look, I never had that. I never had that thing of of boy. I'd I'd like to be with a girl who's still in high school. Yeah, you know why? Because um, because you're an intelligent human being that likes to be around people who are also smart and you don't mind learning. You don't have to control the situation. And I feel like that is not, not just like, you know, like a, like a something shiny. It's also, you want to control this person. You. Yeah. You that's that's it. Yet. And it's, that's, it's funny. Like when, the, when the Bill Cosby thing came along and the, when people who didn't really think deeply enough about it were like, you know, why he could sleep with anyone. He was so famous and stuff. It's, it's, it's a, about him having control and saving time. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want yeah. to know who you are. I don't know your yeah. name. I want yeah. you unconscious so I can do my business and go about my day, whatever yeah. it is, smoke a cigar. You know, it's just like, that's that's the horrifying thing. Yeah, it's, like, it's about not seeing, you know, <laughs> women as human beings. Yeah. 
Girl, who you telling? Yeah, you know, but yeah, I, I know. Do. <laughs> well, this was so much fun, and I and I love you, and I you you came on the show just guns blazing, and I was. Oh, I love you and your wife. You guys are so damn cute. Thank you, thank you. As are you and your husband. Um, <laughs> so send him my love. Give my love to to the what is the what is your daughter's name? Oh, Hazel and Otis. Hazel and Otis. Yes, amazing. Amazing names. Um, I can't wait to meet your little bundle of joy and figure out what her name is. You to hold her. I can't wait. We're gonna bring it. We'll bring her to New York just for you. Do you um do you have a title for your book? I do. Um, so it's available for pre-order now. It'll be out December eighth. It is called Survival of the Thickest. Um, there are plus size essays in a small-minded world, and it is uh, it was very hard and very fun to do and. I hope if you don't even read all of it, read half of it. It's still so damn funny. It's a perfect gift for Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, non-denominational, whatever the fucks. Couldn't even get that out. It sounds great. I'm going to, you know what? I think I'm going to buy it. My mom doesn't listen to these, so she won't know, but I think I'm going to buy this for my mother for Christmas, among other things. But I think- Oh, that'd be so nice. She'd be, she's seen you do comedy and she thinks you're so funny. And so it'll be, that's, that'd be so up her alley. But anywho's. Anything else you want to plug before I let you get back to your family? Yeah, I have a Netflix special coming out in October. It's called Welcome to Butopia. I'm so glad I got that taped March 1st, right before the pandemic really hit. Oh, I'm uh, so, I, was, I was supposed to tape a special in April. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous. It's not going to happen till like next year. Of course, of course. And it's, it's like, you know, if you all things the material, it's people are talking about tours. I'm like... <laughs> A Zoom tour? Get out of here. So yeah. I actually picked March 1st because it was my grandmother's birthday. Um, um, and she's passed on. But I'm like, what an interesting date. I'll pick that. And ooh, Mavis Louise is looking out for a bitch. So yeah. <laughs> it'll be out. It'll be out. I'm very excited. Well, thanks for having me on. Thank so you for fun. coming on. You were fantastic. And uh, everyone go check out Michelle Bateau. Check out uh, Welcome to Butopia. Check out um, The Survival of the Thickest. Or Thickest. Yes. Okay. Yes. So th thank you so much. Great to see you. Bye. Thank you for listening to This Might Help with Matt Bronger. If you've got a problem, oh, should uh, I go? you can I should find go. them, okay. the A-team. Oh, okay. Call 323-763-0228. 323-763-0228. Myself and my guest will do our best to help while being hilarious. Speaking of hilarious, I've had a lot of awesome guests on the show, which you should listen to. Go through the back catalog. Check out uh, Doug Benson, Irene Tu, David Borey, Josh Gondelman. Rate us if you like us. Give us a give us a nice five star rating and uh, tell your friends to subscribe. So that's all I ask. Thanks and have a great day. This might help. With Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.